0: Good morning and welcome to Fitzroy's Sunday service online as we have been for the last Number of weeks. If you're a member of Fitzroy, I hope you can imagine the community together. Think of the people that usually sit around you. Imagine those organ pipes. Imagine the band at the front. Um, just get a feeling for being alone together. And for those of you who have been wonderfully coming in from all over the world over these last weeks, we welcome you. It's a thrill to have you. If you could just go on our website, or if you're closer to me on Facebook and tell us where you're listening from, it always uh, gives us encouragement. Uh, to know that you're you're listening and enjoying our services. Uh, this week particularly, I want to give a call out to Mrs. Pearl Walker near the Bridge of Weir in Scotland. I can hardly believe this. Um, I ran around playing golf a lot with her sons, Ian and Nigel, way back. Uh, Oh, way back in time in the late 70s and um, lost touch with them completely and this week Nigel out of the blue came in to say his mother had found us online and was watching the services so I'm excited uh, to connect again Mrs Walker, thank you very much for that There may be others out there that would be great for Fitzroy to connect with. Please let us know that you're watching. Those of you who are visitors, you can switch off for a wee minute uh, because we're going to do some in-house stuff. We do a thing called Family Focus every week where a whole line of people come up and give their announcements. It's really vibrant, but sometimes too long. And that's what this is becoming, so I need to move on with it. Just to say that tonight at 7 o'clock, Gary Burnett goes live with his Paul and Ten series. It's an incredible series, 10-minute chunks on the Apostle Paul. Tonight's, I hear, might have gone over time to about 11 minutes, but we're not going to hold that against uh, Gary because this series has been amazing. He's going to be looking at peace tonight. Not only the peace that we find within ourselves, but the peace that God calls us to make in the world. Uh, Gary, uh, Paul and 10 series tonight at 7. That goes live at 7. At the same time on Instagram, Getting Down with the Kids and um, johnny fitch will be leading some worship for our youth but that's welcome anybody's welcome into that instagram seven o'clock johnny fitch always good at leading us uh, in some worship other things like the the prayer time on tuesday night and the leadership on seven next week janice does her uh, rhyme time on wednesday uh, all those things are on the web. Please uh, look up the site if you're a Fitzroy person to find out what's going on. The other thing is, we now have a, a, a Soul Fitzroy music, Soul FM, that you can see the songs that we've used over the last number of weeks. Some of them are new original songs that we've written in Fitzroy. You can find those on the site. Please make use of of the site, uh, the website in that way. And then also can I say that if you're a fitzer and you haven't been able to give to the plate because it has not passed you by over the last number of services, um, then please go on the website. If you're uh, a, a contributor on the plate on a Sunday, um, please, uh, and you want to give um, to the work that we're doing on Fitzroy, you can get that information uh, on the site. The last few weeks we've been... Um, hearing about some of the stuff that Fitzroy has been involved in during lockdown as far away as Africa. And um, today we're going to be looking at Food Bank, which obviously has been in the news right across the nation over this time. Uh, Brenda Johnson heads up our contribution to that in Fitzroy. And there are so many Fitzroy people that are involved in our local uh, food bank. So here's a, a wee message uh, from Brenda about what's going on at Foodbank right beside
1: Fitzroy. Hi, I've been asked to give you an update on South Belfast Food Bank, which Fitzroy supports. It's been a challenging couple of months adapting all our processes to enable us to continue to get food out to those in need. The safety of our clients and volunteers is paramount, so sadly we had to suspend our face-to-face sessions as our last ship was completely overwhelmed and unsafe. We've moved to home deliveries, And also agencies, such as social workers, health teams, probation board, to name just a few, are collecting food parcels from us to distribute to the people that they support. At first, shell-shocked by lockdown, I wondered what role God could possibly have for me in this new way of distributing food. Apart from the face-to-face shifts, I usually liaise with agencies and look after our main email. As soon as I switched on my computer that day, My role became apparent as hundreds of emails came rolling in, people telling me how they now had no work, no means of income, no food. Our processes had to be quickly adapted. To keep things safe, we're working with small family teams packing food parcels, and Fitzroy is well represented as usual. They pack single person and family packs of three varieties of non-perishable foods, and these have been worked out by Trussell Trust to be nutritionally balanced. We're hoping to be able to add fresh food in too. We set up a mini warehouse in City Church, and to minimise the number of people handling the food, we paused individual food donations and moved to using kindly donated money to buy supplies from wholesalers, and this has eliminated the need to sort as well. Referrals for help come through our agencies, or by people contacting our phone or email. And our local MLAs are being very supportive and are processing lots of referrals to us and being a source of advice and further support to those in need. We're also using our family teams, or two separate vehicles, to deliver the food Monday to Friday throughout the South Belfast area, which is a large area. In the immediate area around Fitzroy, with many asylum seekers, refugees and Roma, very early on, the agencies that support asylum seekers and refugees, like Home Plus and Red Cross and I-Cross, all came together to form a one-stop helpline and linked up with the various food banks throughout Belfast. This amazing group of people worked tirelessly to support these groups, not only in distributing our food, but in so many ways. It also became apparent that many Roma families in this area were destitute, with all sources of employment gone. I had a call from a member of city council saying the refuge collectors were having difficulty as the Roma were going through the bins looking for food. I've also been told that those that could afford to go back to Romania have done, leaving behind only the independent and then the marginalised, abysmally poor. How could we let these desperate people know we were there for them? Another answer to prayer came when Forward South were given money to operate a helpline with a Romanian translator. Now they had a route to access support, and we are sure of robust referrals. I personally have felt blessed by the support of the Fitzroy family, and especially in prayer. We do ask for you to pray for all those who find themselves in food poverty at this time, that they feel they can make the contact to get the help that they need. Please pray for all the teams that are making up the food parcels and delivering them, and for those behind the scenes coordinating and managing warehouse supplies, finances and processes, ensuring that hundreds of people are receiving the food they need through God's love.
0: As we come to worship, it's always good to have that little introduction to worship. And uh, this morning I'm reading just a couple of verses from Psalm 146. Whatever is going on around us, whatever way we're living, whatever the struggles are around us or the opportunities, we're always called to worship God. And Psalm 146 says, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. Let us do that right now.
2: I'm Theo and since the start of lockdown, I've been volunteering at the South Belfast Food Bank, along with my mum as part of a family unit. Because of social distancing rules, the food bank have had to get pretty creative. So they've asked if families can go to volunteer. So basically we've been filling boxes with non-perishable items, which are then home delivered to those who need it most. This morning's reading is from John chapter 14, verses 15 to 21. If you love me, keep my commands. and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them.
3: Hi, my name is Karen Smith, and I work for the Northern Ireland Local Government Association, which is the body that represents the interests of the councils in Northern Ireland. Since the end of March, um, working life in councils has changed radically. For some of our staff, it has changed beyond recognition. Many of our services have been closed down or are unable to operate normally. Many of these have been the income generating services and facilities used to balance council budgets and to keep rates down. The 11 councils are currently losing nearly £11 million per month. Other services that are regarded as essential, where we have key workers, have changed dramatically too. Our waste management staff have been ensuring that we all have our bins collected as normal, despite high levels of illness and absence, and we put arrangements in place to keep the staff as safe and as socially distanced as we can. Many of our park staff have been retrained to work in cemeteries in preparation for a much higher than usual death rate. Preparation that thankfully hasn't been needed so far. Our registration staff have postponed weddings and have re- introduced remote registration for births and deaths. We have art centres that are being used as food distribution centres and leisure centres that are being used as PPE factories. We have redeployed staff to prioritise the elderly and vulnerable bringing food to those that are shielded, we have staff working round the clock to seek solutions to the problems our local communities face uh, and their sporting bodies and businesses face. And we have others gearing up to assist the health service with contact tracing. There are signs of change on the way as restrictions begin to ease. Unfortunately for councils, the change that is coming is one of spiralling debt. Stafford on the of long-term closure facilities and stripping services right back to basics. We face the very real prospect of some councils becoming bankrupt, with most in long-term financial difficulty. The vicious cycle that councils and our communities are now becoming locked into will be hard to break. Councils are dependent on rates income for three quarters of their budget. As the economy tanks and businesses close, income will reduce and as people become unemployed will reduce further. The economic development grants and employability schemes that the councils provide will dry up, and councils may even struggle to provide basic essential services like incoming. Father, we lift the eleven district councils in Northern Ireland to you. Thank you for the one government channel that has consistently been open to our communities throughout the troubles, the peace process and in passes within the Northern Ireland executive. We ask that you grant each of our 462 councillors and their 10,000 staff the courage that they will need to face the challenges the future will bring. Protect the people and families experiencing furlough and under threat of redundancy, and give our councillors and senior managers the strength, wisdom and compassion to make the right decisions at the right time for council staff and communities across Northern Ireland. Help them to avoid the impending financial catastrophe. Lord, we pray your protection over our planning, building control and economic development staff as they play a key role in kickstarting the economy and our environmental health officers as they ensure the protection of the health of the community as at the forefront of everything the council does. As our councillors and council community planning staff lead food distribution and well-being activity throughout this crisis, we ask that their futures remain safer and their well-being protected through the provision of government support. We raise up our waste management staff and the thankless tasks they perform, and we pray protection over them in particular, as they clear up illegally dumped material and pick up all the discarded gloves from the streets outside shops. We pray too against aggression and threat of violence from frustrated members of the public as the household recycling centres reopen and systems get back up and running. Father, we pray that in these uncertain times and with massive financial demands being made on the UK and Northern Ireland Assembly Governments. The vital services, capital investments, and projects our councils provide don't get lost in the camera for attention. We ask that you protect the vital assets that are our local councils and their role looking after all of us as one community. In your name we pray.
4: Amen.
5: holding up my hands when I'm counting it up Hello.
0: Last week in our sermon, our word was refuge. This week, the word is pneumatology. Yes, pneumatology. Yeah, exactly. Um, Actually, pneumatology in some ways is, uh, following up on last week, almost a bit of an explanation of refuge. But bear with me. I want to go back a little bit. Uh, as Fitzroy people know, and those who've been watching us on Facebook Live, oh my goodness, wasn't Friday a car crash? Um, but car crashes seem to lift the humour. When Steve looks stupid, everybody laughs and feels better. So I boy, did I look stupid on Friday. But anyway, uh, enough of that. Um, if you've been watching our Facebook Lives, you will know that we're watching um, all these movies. And uh, a couple of nights ago, we watched Tolkien. Thank you to the ladies' group, actually because I think it might have been a couple of people on the ladies group, Jean Grey and somebody else that said to Janice, Tolkien's good. So we watched it and what a great movie. Now, if you're a Tolkien fan, and I'm really not, probably as a result of watching the movies at their peak and getting an extra R edition of Lord of the Rings, one of the episodes, and just thinking that's just fighting all the time. So I wrongly have, um, I, I need to go back and investigate. So this is Tolkien's, story his own story but it only takes you uh, through his childhood when his father has passed away and then his mother dies pretty quickly after that he's left as an orphan and he and he, so it takes you through that period of his life and going to this very classy school and then going on to oxford and then it mingles in with the war and the struggles of that first world war and then after the war just settling into uh, to life and he hasn't actually written anything at the end of this movie But he's about to and he's with his children in the park and one of them says to him, what are you going to write about? And he looks at them very thoughtfully and he takes a moment to consider that. And then he says, these are stories about quest, adventure. These are stories about courage. These are stories about fellowship. And I couldn't help thinking, do those three words, those ideas, not in some way speak into the lockdown that we're in? This has been a quest. It has been a challenge, a bit of an adventure. And we have needed courage, have we not? And fellowship we have needed, but that's the thing that has almost been taken from us because many of us have been in isolation and haven't seen many people for weeks now. Quest, courage, fellowship. And the reading that Theo, congratulations Theo, the new head boy at Inst. The uh, reading that Theo did for us earlier on is in that moment where the disciples are about to go into isolation. Uh, Jesus is about to get ready for the cross and he's preparing them for that. He's preparing them for the quest of that, for the courage they're going to need in that and for the fellowship they're going to need in that. Uh, And he talks about the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is going to come to help us in the quest um, by giving us courage for sure, but much more than that, by being our fellowship. Now, the word that Jesus uses here, that the Father is going to send a paraclete, and he's going to be with you on this journey and forever. Uh, The word paraclete in the Greek seems to have been translated many different ways. And over the course of this week, I've kind of thought, well, well, what way will I pick for this time of lockdown? What what definition of this Greek word will I use for this specific time? And I realized that actually, there's a whole lot of them that we can use. Because the first word that uh, I was reading a commentary that was taking these words from John 14 and putting them into the lockdown scenario. And they were talking about the word accompaniment, that we need accompaniment. We need some to be with us, particularly perhaps those who are more in isolation. You need to know there's a companion, there's an an accompanier with you on the journey, and Paraclete can be that. It's somebody who comes alongside you. It's somebody who accompanies you. Uh, uh, and yet, and and what what I what I thought about that this week. I talk a lot about incarnation. You know that I love, Fitzroy folk will know that I love the word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. And many times do I uh, mention that on a Sunday morning regularly. But what I realized this week that when we talk about Jesus uh, moving into the neighborhood, the word becoming flesh, God coming in among us and moving into our neighborhood. When when we talk about that, we, we actually shouldn't be talking as if Jesus walks up Maryville Park. And sort of does a ministerial blessing to people in the homes across their fences with a social distancing. Because if we look at how Jesus incarnates, if we look at how Jesus moves into the neighbourhood, he sits down beside Nicodemus, he sits down beside the Samaritan woman, he goes for dinner with Zacchaeus. He he actually he, he gets really close to them. He, he accompanies the disciples, and the disciples accompany him. They're with him. He is he is a God who goes alongside people who accompanies people and Jesus is saying that now that he's going back to the father he is sending the Holy Spirit to continue that accompaniment to continue that companionship and that's something that we need in this quest it's something that might give us courage and it's certainly the fellowship that we need when we're alone or isolate it, or not seeing one another the way we normally do even on a Sunday. So the paraclete that Jesus talks about, the pneumatology is that understanding of the Holy Spirit, all those things about the Holy Spirit. And our pneumatology tells us that the Holy Spirit comes to accompany us. But he does more than accompany us. It's an abiding. If we go just a chapter further on, we find Jesus talking about the vine and the branches. And in the New International Version, it says, remain in me and I will remain in you. But in the King James Version, that was translated, abide in me and I will abide in you. It's almost as if the accompaniment, the companionship is not just so much alongside us as actually indwelling us, that the Holy that the Holy Spirit comes not to just sit beside us. Uh, but to come and actually deal with that stuff that's going on deep within our souls. I've been talking a lot this week about that verse in Psalm 139 where, where the psalmist asks God to come and search him and come to search our ways and see if there's an offensive way in us and lead us in the, the, the way everlasting. The Holy Spirit does that. The Holy Spirit comes and abides within us to search us and to be with us and also to comfort us. Uh, Jesus talks, well, one of the ways to translate this pneumatology word uh, in these passages that Jesus is uh, talking to the disciples about, I, you've heard it. Jesus says, I will send you a comforter, another of the definitions of the Holy Spirit, another of the work of the Holy Spirit to comfort us. Do you know those times when you've, you've thought, I could not deal with that kind of grief. And then when that grief comes, there's something within us that gives us comfort and strength. The Holy Spirit comes as a comforter. How many times have I sent so many of you texts at a time when you've lost a loved one that simply says, and I pray that Jesus will be proved right when he calls the Holy Spirit a comforter. How many times have we experienced that in our lives? The pneumatology of God though, the pneumatology of the Holy Spirit is that God a ab- accompanies us God abides in us and God brings us comfort and another of the words is counselor that the Holy Spirit is a counselor that is he comforts us when we have our comfort and when we need comfort and we're going through our grief sometimes we need to talk to a counselor sometimes we need to have a counselor to help us unpack the stuff that's going on within us I think that here Jesus is saying we're going to send the Holy Spirit who's going to accompany us, going to abide with us, going to comfort us and counsel us from within. And even more than that, it could be used as a helper or a guide or a teacher. Jesus is telling the disciples that the Holy Spirit's going to remind them of all the things that he said, going to lead them into all truth. My goodness, when we're on a quest, when we need courage, and where we're looking for fellowship, This pneumatology is exactly what we need. We need somebody who will abide, somebody who will accompany, somebody who will comfort and counsel and then teach us and guide us in our lives. Now, as I look at that, that, as Jesus says those words to the disciples, he says them to the disciples in a very specific place because they're in this place where they're being led into grief, into the height of grief. Last week we talked about the curve and we talked about this. And here is where I think when he talks to them that accompaniment, comfort will be the words that they will reach for quickest. However, it seems to be that Jesus is not just preparing them for his death here. He's preparing them for what's going to happen when the curve comes out, like we talked about last week. And then we're going to need the teacher Jesus, the teacher Holy Spirit. We're going to need the Guider Holy Spirit. I think endlessly. (coughs) Excuse me. I think endlessly about how this is going to be when we come out. What's church going to be like in June, July, August, September? How are we going to deal with Christmas? Because it may be that we come out of this lockdown, but we still can't cram into pews the way we did in March, at the start of March. How are we going to come out of this? I'm always looking for guidance as to, how we're going to do church and how different church is going to be. I'm also looking for guidance as to how I'm going to change out of it. What are the things that I'm going to have realized during this, reassessed during this, values, ambitions, priorities? I'm looking for guidance in that. I'm looking to make sure I don't waste all the thoughts I've had. But there's something else that I think the church is going to have to look at, and that is... That society will have changed. The culture around us will have changed. And we're going to need the Holy Spirit's guidance and teaching to understand how the church is relevant to that change that I think is coming. I think it's on its way. I think it's happening around us. If we want to think about that a little bit more. I think there's positives in it, by the way. I was sent a few things this week, and I'm going to use three of them that that I think were absolutely uh, wonderful. Uh, Michael Fitch sent me um, a survey that Tear Fund and the the London London Institute of Contemporary Christianity have done uh, in the UK. And it's a look at the number of people that have prayed or started praying during coronavirus lockdown. It seems that... uh, 24% Twenty-four percent of the UK population have said they've watched online services. Maybe ours. Maybe you're watching now. Five percent have said they don't go to church, and maybe you're watching us now and you don't go to church. But here you are watching online because something has shifted. Maybe within our uh, our psyche that uh, that we need to reconsider, and the, and that was. Proven, I guess, in something that uh, John Trinder sent me, which is a beautiful piece by Tracy Thorne. Now, Tracy Thorne was the lead singer of Everything But The Girl, who were one of my favourite bands in the 90s. And she still does solo albums. Wonderful voice, Tracy Thorne. But in this article in The New Statesman, Tracy Thorne confesses that she was an atheist. She just loved the Dawkins books. She says she ate the Dawkins books up. But in these weeks of lockdown, she's found herself praying. She says she's asking questions about her family. Um, or she's anxious about them. She's uh, asking questions about her own health. She's asking questions about how long this is going to be. And she finds that as she asks the questions, she's almost praying, she says. And then she uses, how long, oh Lord, how long, from, the, uh, from Isaiah. So it seems to me that it's incredible that people like Tracy Thorne, who were adamant atheists, are beginning to ask about transcendence. They're beginning to need to talk to somebody because they're no longer in control. Uh, It seems that the world has had a shift and we're looking for somebody that might help us, accompany us, abide with us, counsel us, comfort us, teach us, guide us. It's that pneumatology again. And finally, Russell Brand. Uh, Gillian Fitch sent me a lovely little video about Russell Brand. Now, Russell Brand is as mad as a hatter. He's a box of frogs in a washing machine in outer space. But sometimes Russell Brand can just nail it. And he has this wonderful video. If you want to watch it after the service, I think if you Google prayer, uh, uh, in fact, you, Russell, uh, Russell Brand, Google in prayer. If you Google Google in prayer you'll get this wonderful video where he's talking about how people are starting to pray. And uh, he he says, I'm not surprised at that because we all need something. He calls it the limitless. Now, Russell goes into all kinds of feely-weely speak in the middle of that. But at the core of it, he's talking some real sense. He's saying that the people are starting to Google prayer because for the first time, people are saying that they need something that's limitless. They need somebody who's beyond them. They need some help from the outside for the issues that they're dealing with. And then he has this wonderful bit where he says and some people are saying to me, don't give me any religion because I don't want religion to tell me how to think. And he says they're not telling you how to think. They're just giving you some suggestions how to think. And then he nails it. He says do you think materialism's not telling you how to think? Do you think capitalism's not telling you how to think? Do you think nationalism's not telling you how to think? Everybody's telling you how to think. So why is religion any different? It's a wonderful, wonderful piece. But what I'm saying out of this tear fund survey and what Tracy Thorne so beautifully puts in the New Statesman and what Russell Brand does in his own creative, incredible way is say that something has changed in the ground and the foundations of the society around us. People are more open to the Holy Spirit, to the transcendent, to seeking help. More people need accompaniment somebody to abide, to counsel, to comfort, to teach and to guide them, than maybe in the last 70, 80, 100 years. And we as a church have to be ready for that. And that's some of the challenge that I have in my thinking during the week ahead. And so what we're saying here is that we're in a quest and that we need courage and that we need fellowship, just as Tolkien was talking about in the writings that he did, that Jesus is telling the disciples that there's a quest on, that there's courage they're going to need, and that the Holy Spirit is going to be poured out to be that fellowship that does those things. Finally, the other line in Tolkien's really another way to look at our pneumatology, the work of the Holy Spirit. Because there's a moment where he's talking about his friend, Geoffrey, who sadly dies during the First World War. Ah, spoiler And uh, Geoffrey has been an amazing poet, but his mother has not liked his poetry or the fact that he wrote poetry and thought it was just like the rock star stuff, go and get a real job. And uh, there's this moment where Geoffrey has told Tolkien, he has said to him, go and say the things that I would say if I was still there. Go and say the things that I would say if I was still there. Jesus is going to the cross. He's going to come through that to wonderful victory and resurrection. He's going to ascend into heaven. He is leaving his disciples. And he's saying to the disciples before he leaves them, guys, you're going on a quest. You're going to need courage. And I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to be your fellowship. Because what I want you to do is say the things that I would say if I was still there. That's the call upon those of us who are believers in this particular lockdown. But it's going to become a more interesting call upon us as we come out of lockdown into whatever this new normal is. Because it definitely won't be the way it was in February 2020. So we're needing the Holy Spirit today in the quest to be courage and to be our fellowship. We need that in lockdown and we're going to need it as the life that God calls us to stretches out ahead of us. So we pray today that for every one of us, we would know the accompaniment of God. We would know the abiding deep within of God. We would know the comfort of God in this time. We would know the counselling of God in the challenges of this time. And we would know the guidance and teaching of God as we look forward when lockdown is gone. much for joining us in our Fitzroy service this morning sadly again there's no tea or coffee in the welcome area after the service but in order to fulfill that fellowship that we normally have why not lift a phone send a text message someone on social media give them a phone call and uh, just share fellowship uh, in these moments after the service there's no prayer ministry but if you send us prayer requests to the website we will make sure that we pray for you and then we've been using different benedictions that I've been writing to do with the service, to do with our situation over these last weeks. And here's this week's. Let's uh, pray together a blessing as we close. May God the Father bless us and keep us. May Jesus' words be a lamp to our feet. And may the Holy Spirit accompany us, abide in us, comfort us, and guide us as individuals. And a community of faith. Amen.